Get ready to celebrate God's call to go. Here's your weekly dose of heartwarming encouragement for the missionary in all of us. Welcome to Missions Change My Life. Now here's your host, Pastor Kevin. Good morning. It's Pastor Kevin. You're listening to the Missions Change My Life podcast. And we have an incredible guest for you today. I can't wait for you to help me welcome Ken to the show. Ken has been a longtime board member. He's actually serving in his second term. He was on the board years ago. He went off for a short break and then he came back onto the board. He and his wife, Anita, have been to India with Global Hope India. So Kim was born and raised in Taylorsville, North Carolina. He is married to Anita. They have three daughters and six grandchildren. Ken holds a bachelor's in business from UNC Chapel Hill, Go Tar Hills. He and Anita worship at Mount Vernon Baptist Church. They are the youth Sunday school teacher, and Ken is also a deacon there. Ken is a CPA with Stancil CPA and Advisors. He is a managing partner there. And one of the random facts about Ken is his middle name is Plato. Hopefully we're going to talk about that on the show. Will you please join me? Put your hands together. Stand to your feet. Big round of applause. Welcome Ken to Missions Change My Life. Yeah, thanks so much, uh, Kevin. It's very nice to be here. Yeah, good to have you. Courtney's going to dive into your questions. Just a moment, we're going to learn all about your trip, you and Anita's time over in India. But before we do, uh, Courtney, are you ready to play Two Truths and a Lie with Ken? I am as ready as I'll ever be. (laughs) Yeah, so you're going to be the guesser, and hopefully everyone in the audience can join in as well. But these are pretty good. Ken, I have to give you credit. You really came away with some good good challenges here. So, Courtney, did Ken testify in a robbery trial when he was six years old? Has he... Did he own his first car when he was in the second grade? Or was he riding a bike from Murphy to Manio? Has he actually ridden a bike from Murphy to Manio? So those of you in the audience that are overseas, Murphy is on one, the west side of North Carolina. North Carolina is a pretty big state in the USA. Murphy is way up in the mountains near Tennessee, and Manio is out on the coast. And so it would literally be having to stretch the entire state of North Carolina. So, Courtney, which one is the lie? (laughs) Is it this good? Oh, so tricky. I know. Ken, do you remember which one's the lie? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes, I, I do. Okay. Uh, I do remember. <laughs> all right. I can see how all of these would be possible. I think number one and two would be more of like a <laughs> the wrong time or just you're getting it handed down through like a trust. I want to say the first one is so the first one's so bizarre it has to be true (laughs) i I mean ken's just got a very creative mind if he put down that the lie is that he was testifying in a robbery trial when he was six years old i know i'm gonna use that one um hmm. yeah i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with number being a lie with which one number three the writing from Oh, so you think he's... Although I know 
confident enough to do it. I just, I want number one and two to be right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm suspicious that number three is true because he does ride a bike. I know that he has, but I don't know if he's ridden it that far. So Ken, big time for the reveal. Which one is the lie? All right. Well, I guess number one and two are kind of bizarre, maybe too bizarre to be a lie. So uh, number number three is one that I hope becomes true someday. Oh, Courtney. Number three is still a lie. Courtney got it right. Yay. Wow. You win the prize. Congratulations. Awesome. Wow. You stumped me, Ken. I, I really thought may, it, it had to be either one or two. But right. so, all right. Explain this. How in the world did you yeah. testify in a robbery trial when you were six years old? Did you just witness someone run out the store? Yeah, well, see, the, the back story on that is is my my dad owned a little country uh, grocery store growing up. And uh, so me and my sisters, we all worked in it from a very young age. And, and I started when I was about five uh, working there. And I was my older sister who was... Uh, almost five years older than I, we were, we were the two that were operating the store one day. And, uh, so I was six, she was, I guess about 11 and someone came up and they, they tricked us to get us, uh, outside the store. And, uh, and then they just cleaned out the cash register mm. and, wow. uh, and we did uh, catch them. And, uh, so my sister and I did, did both have to testify in the trial to identify uh, who the perpetrators were. Mm. I'm so glad that that was back then when armed robberies weren't as big of a deal as they are now and that nobody was hurt. Um, yeah, and that's for sure. Yeah, there was no, they didn't threaten us. I mean, there's no weapon. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just, just a matter of we were two young kids and they, what they actually did is this was back in the days when you actually pumped gas for people. Yeah, I remember and, uh, that. And they they parked in such a way and blocked the gas pumps and had the 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 uh, uh, the fill tank was on the opposite side. So we both had to go out. One of us to read the gas pump and the other one to pump. And uh, didn't you know we we were you know, we didn't think anything about being out of the store and. Uh, came back in and all the Mm. all the money was gone wow wow okay so real quick what was your first car when you were in the second grade yeah so i had a an old corvair Mm. that would have been in the late 60s -hmm. and uh my dad uh bought me an old corvair and and uh we me and my buddies we rode that around my my dad had a, a a pretty large cow pasture, but no cows. <laughs> so <laughs> I learned how to drive we, we in a cow pasture as well. There. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. used to drive my dad's Datsun pickup truck all around the pastures because it was safe and there was a, a lot of trees around. But that's cool. Yeah, so yeah. those of you listening internationally, it's probably pretty standard across the world, but second grade is seven years old. And so Ken had his first car when he was seven years old and would be driving around in the cow pasture. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I had, had one pillow underneath me and two behind me to reach the pedals. <laughs> yeah. Now, but, uh. Why not? You're already a shop owner and, and managing yeah. a, a grocery store, so you might as well be a driver at seven years old as well. 
That's great. And I do hope you and I should actually just commit to do the Murphy Demanios together because I would love to be able to say that I've done that in my lifetime as well. So if you ever sign up for it, let me know. I'd love to share that ride with you over a two week hey, journey or <laughs> over whatever, yeah. whatever length of time it takes. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Well, Courtney, let's hear all about India and Ken and Anita's yeah. trip to <laughs> India. Well, Ken, let's yeah. hear all about India. You've been multiple <laughs> times. So why don't you tell us um, a little bit about where you went in India and your purpose for going? Okay. Well, I, actually, Courtney, I've only been able to go once uh, to this oh, point. Um, I and, thought you uh, once and then you took Anita. So the one. Yeah, just Anita just one trip with Anita and I oh, um, okay. together, and actually, three years ago today, we would we would be in India. So that's uh, when it was back in 2017, and uh, we went to uh, to the Tishar village in Manipur, India. That's in the northeast. Uh, uh, corner of India and just uh, had a great trip. Yeah. What What was your purpose for going? Were you doing pastor ministry or student or just you just went to do whatever you could with the ministry? Yeah. So we went uh, in the Tishar village. Um, there was a ch- uh, we went to work in the church uh, in the uh, in the village and th- that was really cool. The church was at the very center of the building up on a on the highest peak in the village up on the hill, you could kind of look up and see the church from, from all around. And, uh, uh, in that part of India, it's, it's predominantly Christian, which, uh, is very unusual in India. And honestly, before I went, I didn't realize that there were areas in India that were predominantly Christian, but, uh, uh, this village is, is predominantly Christian and we, uh, worked with the church and just did various, discipleship ministries all throughout the week from uh, you know, speaking and teaching at their Sunday services uh, to working during the week with their young people, with, with their ladies' ministry, with their children, with the youth. And then we had one day, too, where we had other local pastors came in for uh, some training. So the, the focus was was all you know, mostly on discipleship ministries, um, you know, each day there was kind of a different theme, a different group that we worked with. But it was, it was a great time, and uh, you know, we just had had a, had a great great trip. We had some friends that uh, went with us, uh, uh, John and Eva. Uh, John is a family practitioner, family physician, so he conducted a medical clinic throughout the week in the village, and uh, was, that was just so appreciated. He had a steady stream of patients to see every day uh, we were there and uh, did a great job and Eva his wife uh, John and Eva have been friends of ours uh, John and I met when we were teenagers and went to college together and, and have, uh, even though they although they live in Charlotte we've remained in contact uh, uh, for our, our lives and so that was a real treat to go with them and Eva uh helped us some in the teaching ministry along with uh, Kevin who was also on the trip and but Eva also is an artist and she painted in the community building in the village she painted some murals on the wall and also did a few other paintings for them just just some beautiful artwork that what the villagers so uh, appreciated and, and were enthralled with the work that Eva was doing 
Yeah, I can imagine how much of a treat that would be. And I love seeing the pictures from that. She's definitely talented, more talented yeah. than I could ever be. So that's that's really awesome. So is there a highlight from that week or a funny story from your trip that you remember that you want to share? Well, the the highlight, I think, was just getting to know the pastor there, Pastor Mayan Singh, and, and the staff at the church, and and working with the you know all the different groups in the church but probably working with the children was was a real highlight my uh, Anita my wife who's on the trip she has a lot of experience working with children and um doing kind of like a bible school type setting and mm-hmm. the children really responded well to that to the stories and all that she would teach the crafts that they would do together and uh they not only um we just had one day uh, that was the children's day when we were there that we worked with the children that day. But then each night we would do um, a little more informal ministry with the children. They would come back to the community building and we would teach them Bible uh, stories. And the way that ended up is that they all went in groups and uh, and did little Bible skits. They kind of came up with their own little creative skit for different Bible stories and at the end of the week we had a community night where their parents and all came in to watch the performances with the children uh, so that, that was just a really uh, precious time with the parents and the children. Very similar to what sounds like vacation Bible school here in Carolina. <laughs> I'm not sure about it, other parts. But. Yeah, it was and of course you know GHI provided us with uh, with the Kid Jam uh, program to use uh, while we were there, and and then Anita had a lot of resources that she's accumulated over the years as well. So they they were very excited about that, and they they told us when we were there they wanted us to come back and do that uh, for a whole week sometime, and and we would we've talked about uh, doing that and want to do that sometime. We just got to be able to figure out a time to to make that happen. Yeah, we started planning you guys going, and then COVID happened. <laughs> and right. that sounds like it's kind of where we're all at is we'd love to go to India as soon as we can. <laughs> right. And now imagine yourself on the forward mission field. You and your team are on the bus going to today's programs. After singing a few songs, Pastor Kevin stands to deliver a devotion. Hey team, gather around. Everyone, quieten down. Listen, I want you to hear this. Before we go into the program today, I want to encourage you with this word from the Lord. It is the word bold. He he calls us to be bold. But boldness is not what we do, it's how we do it. So today, I want you to think about living bold, serving bold, loving bold bold. It's not a what, it is a how. God will use any good mission trip to remind us of the reality of being on Jesus' time. And so a part of being bold today, I want you to take your watch off. I want you to look at Luke 2, 49. Jesus asked them, did you not know that I must be about my father's business. 
the reality is missions can drive type A people crazy, but we need to surrender the schedule to God. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to minimize distractions. That requires flexibility. And so one of the pathways to boldness is to be flexible. It's to have a good sense of humor. What does it take to distract you from the mission? That will be what will erode your boldness. And if you want to find boldness, then minimize distraction and allow the Holy Spirit to give you boldness in your activity today. Prayer is our greatest work. You can scrap the schedule and start praying at any time on any location. And when you think about it, that's boldness. To allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt you at any moment and to begin praying in tune with your Heavenly Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit, there is probably no greater action of boldness that we can take. So today, throughout our mission, I want to encourage you to think about the word bold, and I want you to live bold. Go out today into our programs and be bold in your actions. Let the Holy Spirit empower boldness. Are you ready? Let's go out there. Ready, set, go. Check out Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity. Given the choice, every one of us wants to be more generous, but fear holds us back. Audacious generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Gone are the days of feeling pressured to be the giver. Instead, audacious generosity will empower you for limitless giving as God gives through you. See what happens when we open our hands to God and commit in advance to use what he puts in our hands to fulfill his mission. Check out audaciousgenerosity.com and reserve your copy today. That's audaciousgenerosity.com. We want to provide some local love to Colliers International, located in North Carolina. They are a leading global real estate services and investment management company. And their CEO, Jim Anthony, has supported causes such as The Healing Place, Jobs for Life, The Salvation Army, Raleigh Rescue Mission, Shepherd's Table, Step Up Ministry, and many pro-life organizations like Gateway and Birth Choice. He also supports pastors, ministries, schools, and youth workers around the world. Thank you, Jim, for your gift of generosity and how you exhibit Christ in your community. Check out their website at www.colliers.com. So what was, I know you've mentioned Anita spent, I don't know how many hours just planning the curriculum, but what did just preparation for you look like going to India for the first time? What, what did it look like to prepare for that? Well, it, it, it was pretty intense. I, I will say that. And, uh, uh, you know, we've been on a few other mission trips as well that probably weren't quite as intense, but because mm-hmm. of the volume of teaching we were doing, you know, I think I probably presented over a dozen different sessions. And, and so there was a lot of preparation uh, to get that mm-hmm. uh, ready. But, uh, you know, we just consider that well worth it. You know, when you're doing the Lord's work, it's always the rewards you get for any investment you make into them far exceed the investment. And doing there, being able to go literally on the other side of the world and touch people and find uh, 
brothers in Christ uh, that you could impact their lives. And they were so appreciative of what we were doing and how we were ministering and what we were teaching. And uh, so that that was that reward just um, made the investment seem very much uh, worthwhile. Yeah, that's very well said. Was what was your biggest adjustment upon arriving to India? I mean, there were some adjustments. I, 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 nothing traumatic. Uh, okay. Uh, we you know, we lived in the village, so that was a great experience. Now we had to. Mm-hmm to live like they did. One of the adjustments was, uh, of course, there's no running water, no indoor plumbing uh, in the village. So that's not how we live here, but but that was okay. We adapted to that. Honestly, I think probably the biggest adjustments is their mattresses are a lot harder than ours. So we, uh, you know, it was, it was a little bit of adjustment at night, uh, uh, sleeping on those hard mattresses. Could you describe your trip experience in one word? <laughs> In one well, word, uh, <laughs> uh, sleepless. Uh, <laughs> you know, you go. It's a long trip, forty hours to get there, and then I've already mentioned the mattresses didn't accommodate uh, sleep too much. So <laughs> we we definitely learned to uh, to get along on a little bit less sleep. But no better better word than that. I mean, it was just uh, it it was a tremendous experience. It was incredible. You know, what, the things that make life worthwhile are the experiences that we have. And yeah. and that was just a, an incredible experience to to be on the other side of the world and, and find the brotherhood of believers over there, really precious people that, you know, growing up where I did, you know, you, you never thought you would interact with brothers and sisters in Christ um, mm-hmm. in, in the Tashar village in India. So that was just a very cool experience to have. How has God used this to change your life? Well, I, I think that just the, the awareness of the power of the gospel, you know, again, to see not only here, but, but on the other side of the world where the gospel has impacted people's lives and it's at the center of their lives in the same way that it is for us here. You know, that was such a, a blessing and that, you know, it reminds me, when I interact with people daily, I mean, the gospel's for everyone and the gospel can change your life and, uh, uh, really be at the center of your life and, and Jesus Christ can come in and, and transform you. So that, I, I think that was, uh, maybe the biggest way that it's changed my life. It's, it's also made me realize the richness of relationships and the emptiness of things. You know, we, we would look at what they, have and maybe uh, say, well, you know, that's not a, a, a great way of life. They don't have all the luxuries and blessings and all the toys and everything that we have. But I, I tell you, sitting around at night and listening to the conversation and the laughter and the smiles and the good times that, that were go- going on in the village and in the house where we stayed just made me realize that they've got something that I think we don't have a lot of times, and that's just the richness of their relationships with one another. Yeah. Well said, Ken. I know some of the backstory. Ken's been on our board. He's serving on a second term after being off the board for a little while, and now he's back on the board. And I'm really appreciative of our friendship and uh, just the 
the investment that you've made into my life personally, but I know some of the backstory of just some of the adjustments that you and Anita had to make in this trip. Mm -hmm. And even when you got back, you were still having to sacrifice. Uh, Your health was not well for some time. You lost a lot of weight. That's unusual. I don't want to scare people from missions. You know, that can happen. And it wasn't that Ken's life uh, was in jeopardy or danger or anything, but I just know the sacrifice that that you and Anita uh, had to make as far as comfort and as far as, you know, you battling some some digestion issues, digestive issues, uh, sickness issues when you got back. And then to hear now, you don't even mention any of that. It's all about just the glory of the Lord and the impact of the gospel. And I just really would love for you to close out our show with a time of prayer that every believer would be able to visually see the power of the gospel. We don't always get to see that in the USA. And it is a foreign mission trip sometimes that God really uses to reveal that to us. We can't go at the moment, but we can certainly be praying. And I'd I'd love for you just to close out our show in in prayer, if you would. Kevin, I'd I'd be happy to. Let's pray. Um, Thank you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we we just thank you and praise you uh, for who you are, for being our Lord, our Savior, Mm -hmm. our Creator. We, We thank you for Jesus Christ and for salvation we have. Uh, through the name of Christ, uh, Lord, where you touch our lives, uh, you reached out, God, while we were still sinners, and you loved us enough to to offer us uh, a way to have uh, power and over the uh, have forgiveness and have power over sin. And we just thank you for how you've impacted our lives. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we thank you also for how you work uh in our lives and how you've entrusted your work on this earth to us and allowed us to be part uh of your work and and i just thank you for the experience i've been able to share just a little bit in going to india uh, that anita and i were able to to go and enjoy with kevin and with with john and eva and and uh, and all those that we met uh, while we were there and uh, Lord, we pray for your blessing mm-hmm. on uh, on the Tashar village and on Pastor Mayan Singh and uh, and just for all the ministry that's going on in India. And Lord, we lift them up now, especially with, with COVID. It's tough here. It's maybe even tougher there. And just pray for your protection uh, for the health of the people there. Uh, Lord, but we also pray for the gospel that in the midst of despair and darkness, that the power of the gospel would go forth and would offer hope and would bring salvation mm-hmm. uh, to many. And just pray that you would use uh, Pastor May and Singh as he uh, proclaims your gospel in a powerful way uh, there within that village. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord, we trust you. We look forward to the time we'll be able to go back again and experience uh, what you allowed us to experience. And we just trust you that uh, you can bring that time uh, about uh, for us again very soon. Yeah. And it's in Christ's name that I pray. Mm. Amen. 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 Well, at some point, I want our audience to hear Anita's uh, other side of the story. Um, she is so funny, and I, I just love her and Ken so much. I wish the body of Christ had a lot more Ken and Anita's in them. We would be even blessed. 
uh, with that. Sometimes on our show, we end with that final appeal of uh, someday we're going to get to go back to India. So go to India with us. But we have two appeals today. So we'd love for you to go to India with Ken and Anita and me and Courtney at some point. But um, maybe if you'd like to join this Murphy to Manio bike team, just uh, give us an email and we'll get a GHI team going over um, on the bike ride from Murphy to Manio. But Ken, thank you so much. You're a blessing to me. You're a blessing to GHI. You're a blessing to India. I'm so glad that you and Anita have got to see the beauty of the foothills of, of the Himalayan mountains there in, in uh, Manipur. But God bless you. Thank you so much for your story today. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Courtney. Y'all are, y'all are a blessing to us as well. We appreciate you and the ministry of GHI so much. Mm. All right. God bless. Thank you. This episode is complete, so head over to globalhopeindia.org for show notes, resources, and opportunities to go to India through GHI. Continue to be radically transformed by God as you live out the Great Commission, and we'll see you again next week here at Missions Change My Life.